Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody. The podcast where we talk with people behind top nonprofit galas and signature fundraising events to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli, and today I'm excited to have a trio of really special guests on. So we have Carrie Ann Oliver and Jennifer Ramberg, who are co-chairs of the upcoming Crystal Ball Benefiting the Helping Hand Home, along with Beth Plater, who is the board president. And the reason that we have the Helping Hand Home and the Crystal Ball on as a guest is it is the most widely attended um, nonprofit signature fundraiser in the city of Austin. It has over 2,000 attendees. So we're going to uh, dive into that and a whole bunch of other really fun things during our time together today. So with that, Carrie Ann, Jennifer, Beth, welcome. And we're so excited to have you on as guests today. Thank Great. you so Thank much for you, Rob. Us. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to do have Beth hand, handle and field the first question. And would you be able to just explain to, you know, to the listeners what the mission of Helping Hand Home is? Yes, I can, Rob. And thank you so much for having us. So basically, Helping Hand Home is about healing and providing a safe haven for kids that have been severely neglected and or abused. So the kids we serve are typically like five to 12 years old. And with our mission to bring hope and healing to all these kids, we do that through a continuum of trauma-informed therapeutic care. And that is kind of broken out into four areas. So first we have our residential. So we've got a residential treatment center on campus and we have about 30 kids living here. We've got such a highly educated and trained team um, that maintains a staff to child ratio of one to three. So that really is able to give each of those kiddos more personalized attention and care 24 hours a day. Uh, a second piece of our mission is uh, the foster program. And right now we've got like 80 families um, in our foster program that are being trained or have been trained. And so that's exciting. We have an adoption program and we are so excited. This summer we celebrated our 200th adoption. And so everybody was pumped about that and our numbers keep climbing. We've had uh, seven more adoptions over the summer. So that's been so exciting. Um, finally, we offer a ton of support services to all of these groups. So that really makes us special in the community and helping these kids. And our goal is to heal these children and find them a forever home. And we've been doing this for 130 years. Okay, 130 years, you know, it, you know, I, and I know that, you know, we'll get to the event in a little bit, but, you know, what, what, what do you think, you know, has people coming back decade after decade to support this organization in particular? I think the, the root of it is helping these children. I mean, you know, the main thing is you, you want to give these kids a childhood back. So I think that people see in the community what we've done. They see the results on these kids that um, come from unspeakable backgrounds and they are healed here and able to go back into the environment, go to school and, you know, a regular public school and have a family and really just be a kid again and have a, a real family again. I love that. And I love that end result. And, you know, congratulations on, you know, celebrating your 200th adoption recently. I mean, that's really great. And it just goes to show the great work that you do, you know, 
throughout the Austin area to really find, you know, kids a safe space that they can not just survive, but really thrive. So thank you so much for sharing that. So with that, I kind of want to turn to how each of you, you know, I always love this question because everyone gets involved with organizations for different reasons, but I love, you know, for each of you to share how each of you have gotten involved with Helping Hand Home. And with this, why don't we start with um, Carrie Ann? Sure. Um, You know, a lot of this is word of mouth. It's people in the community that have been doing this for years. You spoke about kind of what keeps it going on. There's generations of um, women that, you know, their grandmothers have done it and now they're doing it. And they, you know, their children will most likely participate or volunteer later on. So just that word of mouth. And my friend, Martha Dice, grew up here in Austin. Her family was involved for years. She grew up and that's how I initially heard about it. And she knew I was looking for an organization and I was impressed with the longevity, 130 years, and the cause for the ball goes back to the children. You know, it's not a social event in the sense that the money goes back to a social club. It really does benefit um, an amazing cause. And the fact that it's lasted this long is just, that was a, no, a no-brainer for me. That's fantastic. And Jennifer, what about you? Well, um, I've lived in Austin a long time. My family's been involved in, um, my mom was a junior leaguer. I was a junior leaguer. Um, so through those connections, um, my sponsor from junior league, Carol Crowley had, had kind of introduced me to the helping hand home and I was still working full time through 2017. And I kind of kept thinking, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to get involved. And couldn't make it work with a full-time schedule, but finally I retired. And the minute I stepped out of my office, um, I got a call from Carol Crowley (laughs) and she said, okay, we need you. And it was the perfect way for me to transition out of a full-time job into doing something really, really meaningful. Um, I, I love to fundraise. I love to, um, but I also love to be, get my hands dirty and be involved. And my first job here was working in the closet for the kids where we would go buy clothes and staff this closet where the children are actually allowed to come in and shop. So they, they get an experience somewhat similar to what our children might get um, and get to pick their pants and pick their shirt and have an outfit and a backpack and a toy and um, just, just really kind of grabbed me from there Um so then kind of got, continue to get more and more involved and take on this bigger role as um, Gaylor co-chair with Carrie Ann. <laughs> <laughs> and I know how big of an undertaking, you know, an undertaking that is. And, you know, I always like to say with, you know, with co-chairs, a lot of it's a timing thing. So, you know, with organizations, and I'm not sure if either of you were asked before and it just wasn't the right time, but I always, we always like to stress on the show that, you know, if someone says no, but you can see that they're really passionate, it's all about alignment with stars. And Jennifer, you in particular, you know, talking about how you step back and no one says no to Carol Crowley. So I totally understand that. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know how, I, I know how that works. And there's probably five or six different people in Austin that I can say about too. And she's on that very short list. Yes. And, you know, it's just, you know, recognizing when people may have the space to do that. And I love that, you know, you've gotten gradually more involved, you know, each year over the last few years to culminate in, you know, in this. And, you know, with that, Beth, I'd love to hear, you know, especially as a board president, I'd love to hear how you got involved with the organization. You know, what, what, what motivated you to, you know, step up and, you know, be involved, you know, in the board of this organization? 
Yeah, so I came from a similar background that Jennifer did. I was in the junior league. Um, and then, you know, after that career sort of was winding down along with my full-time working career, I too was looking for something else to to jump into. And Susie Belasia was my sponsor here. And I knew it was a group of women that worked really hard. Like it wasn't a fluff organization. Um, I had lived in Hyde Park right out of college and had, you know, taken my kids in their stroller by or run by, um, jogged by the home and just knew the great work that was happening um, over here. So when I got involved, um, I too love chairing events. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have chaired Gala previously and we have another fundraiser called Champions for Children that's a luncheon in October. And I had chaired that and had been on various committees. And then finally, um, this last year, they invited me to be president. So I was super duper honored. It's it's an incredible staff that we support. And it's a, an incredible group of women that I get to work with. So I feel very honored. Absolutely. And, you know, I love with each of your your journeys that you talked about, you know, it, it's a it's a process of several years for each of you where you're actively involved. And what I've always loved about, you know, Helping Hand Home is everyone there really does roll up their sleeves and it is so much more of an, a social organization. I mean, the, I mean, you all raise seven figures and I think you're even at the point where you're approaching like the $2 million mark for a gala, which is really, that's a lot of money to go to, you know, various, you know, various causes. And, you know, one thing that I, saw from each of you when you were talking was, you know, the passion that you have. And with this, I'd like to start with um, with Jennifer. What makes you so passionate about this organization? Oh, um, the first year you're involved here, you get to spend time with the children. Um, sorry, it'll make me, it'll, it's going to choke each one of us up a little bit. Um, one of the things that they do very well is through that initial year, you work the Halloween party, your Valentine's party, or you're at the end of the year party. So you're in, and I did Halloween party. So I was out there with those kids. That's, that's such a big time of year for my kids. And when I got to be out there with them, you know, they're not out trick or treating. They're limited in their costumes. They're, we've got a little festival going. It's unbelievable what we do for these kids to make their day special and fun. Um, the smiles on their faces, the joy that was brought to them that day, um, it, it truly, um, it took my heart. And um, I plan, I'm an empty nester as of a, a few weeks ago, and my goal is to fundraise through the gala this year, but then just get more hands-on with the kids um, after this, because that to me, um, we've got to have the money to support them, but but the hands-on with these, these children is really, really um, important to me and something I'm looking forward to doing next. That's amazing. And you can tell that, you know, it's a, it, it's always great when someone, you know, once one professional door opens, another calling opens and you can really sense that Jennifer, you know, in, in, in how you articulate and talk about that. And, you know, with that, Beth, I'd love to hear, you know, what makes you passionate about this organization because to be a board president, you have to be passionate about an organization in order to do that. So I'm especially interested in hearing what you have to say. Well, and and I think, you know, similar to what Jennifer said, I mean, we all are here for the kids. You you want to give that child their childhood back. 
And what is so impressive here is our incredible staff that we have. We have many on staff that have been here for, you know, multiple years, double digit years. And to see them serve with their heart and it just is like Jennifer said, it's, it's, you know, it chokes you up to, to, to see just the love in this place that goes to each of these kids on their journey of, of healing. So I couldn't be more honored to be a part of this organization and be honored to be, you know, asked to be president. It's, it's just such a special place. And um, I'm, I'm so glad to be sitting here with these ladies, even they're amazing and doing amazing work this year. Absolutely. And Carrie Ann, you know, I, you know, you're, you know, it, it sounds like you were not necessarily involved with, you know, with the organization younger and you got involved through your friend, Mar friend Martha, yes. you know, share a little bit about, you know, where your passion kind of bubbled up from for this organization. You know, I'll say initially my passion came from the fact that, you know, it is an honor to be asked to be a part of this volunteer group. And, um, and I was really excited about their mission. It wasn't until I went through a couple of the meetings where we really do get to hear um, from our behavioral, you know, director dealing with all of the behavioral therapy about what the kids go through. And at that time in my life, I was actually doing some pretty significant work on myself for childhood trauma. And I just never thought in a million years that I, I, I had the same sort of behavioral things growing up, saw it with my siblings. And that turned me around completely. I would have never thought I would be co-chairing a ball where I needed to raise $2 million. And it was, you know, 2,000 to 2,500 people attending. I would have never done that. And then throughout the years in those meetings, I just, it, it, um, it changed. It changed. And my passion came straight from that. So I am shameless about asking for money for them That's and the staff that, you know, we know social work doesn't pay very well. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I love that, you know, your path, you know, it's really yours sounds like you're really paying it forward. And I really admire you for that, you know, with the work that you had done on yourself and how you're paying it forward with these other kids. And I just think well, that's I had the ability really to, great. to pay for that and do that. And yeah. these kids don't. And so just giving them that chance is amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you all for sharing. I mean, you could hear the passion really coming through all three of you. So it was wonderful to hear. Now, you know, the next question I have is for Beth. So, you know, Beth is, you know, she is president of the board, but, you know, and a lot of really good organizations such as Helping Hand have this, where you also have an additional community advisory board. So tell us the difference between those two boards and how it allows Helping Hand Home to really have a much wider impact on the Austin community. Yeah, sure, Rob. So basically the society board is a membership of the corporation of the home. So like we formulate policies that govern the operations of the home, our membership supports the home with volunteer and fundraising efforts. So we've talked a little bit about some earlier, but we'll do stuff like make meals for the staff. Uh, we have an incredible University of Texas charter school on campus and so we assist the teachers in the classroom with field trips, activities, school parties. Um, we even offer a Sunday program, Sunday school program that the kids can come to if they want. And that's all volunteer driven. Um, as Jennifer was mentioning, we have this very cool clothing store that the kids can come shop, of course, for free. But like if they need a new backpack or some new shoes or a school outfit, we do a really fun New Year's Eve party. So they get to come shop for a really cool 
you know, outfit for their New Year's Eve party. So we just try to provide as many normal experiences and opportunities for these children as we would provide for our own kids. So um, the that's basically sort of the society's um, goals on that. And then the community advisory board, um, they serve to help support the mission also, and they have a variety of professional backgrounds so they can help us in PR, um, advocacy, community awareness efforts. So we really lean on them as our community leaders for their wisdom and expertise and vision. But both of us, both of the boards are solely focused on giving that child back their childhood. I love that. And what I love is, is that you really, you take a, you take into account the whole community because when we talk on this show about this frequently, that, you know, in order for any organization to be successful, yes, you have to have financial capital, but you also have to have human capital. And Beth, I loved how you explained, you know, you specifically will look for people in the community advisory board that can really help with that human capital element that really allows critical mass to be gained for the organization. I love how you kind of explain that and kind of how each of those roles serves an extremely important function in terms of what, you know, helping hand does to impact the Austin community at large. Absolutely. So, all right. So my next question, and I'm going to let Carrie Ann and Jennifer decide who goes first on this one. <laughs> so, you know, we talked about this earlier. The Crystal Ball is the most widely attended gala each year in Austin. So I love, you you know, to hear each of you, you know, kind of say, you know, what you think is a secret to an organization to create a really large and really devoted following to an annual gala or fundraising event. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be our 81st year. So that in itself is pretty amazing. Um, you know, Austin's growing so fast, but it is still a small town. And our small town of Austin, we love our traditions. And I think that's a huge part of it. And the multi-generational participation. Um, you know, we we have people here that work here, Julie Metzger. And what's her her title? She is a she's a member, but she's now director of major gifts. Her grandmother grandmother was the first gala chair, you know. So it's 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 great, and I think that's a huge part of it. I do think that um, that word of mouth, you know, people love to kind of see and come and 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 see what it's all about because everybody who's been here forever, they've always been doing it and talking about it. Absolutely, and Jennifer, what about you? I agree with what Carrie Ann said. And then I would also say, I think one of the things that makes us special um, and also makes running this, this gala a little bit more complicated is our participants. Um, you know, our debutantes, our escorts, our junior escorts, our ninth grade girls and boys, mm -hmm. and then all the way down to our little first grade princesses. Um, we reach so many people um, by having all these darling participants involved. And, um, you know, every family brings in, I mean, you've got a mom and dad, maybe a couple moms and dads, maybe grandparents, maybe aunts and uncles, all these new people every year. You know, we definitely have repeat repeat participants as they get older, but we get new kids in every year that are involved and that brings new families to the home and, to, and they get to see our mission and see what's going on here. Um, I really think our participants are what make us really unique and special uh, when it comes to the gala. 
Absolutely. And you both hit really hit it on the head. And, you know, Beth, I, I kind of want to ask kind of a follow up question about to you just because you can speak from this experience. And it's something that Carrie Ann brought up about multi generational, you know, it, the multi generational aspect of this event. And that's the one thing every time I go to the helping handball, it is fun to see people from eight to 80, <laughs> all having a really good time. You know, how do you think having that multi generational element? helps create a really welcoming event, you know, cause 2000 people that can feel really intimidating. How do you think that multi-generational aspect really creates a welcoming environment for the gala? Well, it's, it's almost like a family reunion. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> you know, because it's, we have members that, you know, they were participants, like we were saying when they were younger and now they have kids participating so it's it's just the sweetest thing to see and to walk around and and hear their stories and them to share their experiences with their kids and be like, oh, when I was, you know, a debutante, this is, you know, X, Y and Z. So I think it's just that very personal touch that it's so family centered that really makes it special and is able to continue year after year after year. That's it's amazing. Incredible. And 81 years later here, here, you know, here you all are. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, like you said, um, like Jennifer was saying, you know, some people do, you know, come in for certain years. And one of the groups of folks that do that are, you know, what you are basically the out of town princesses you have. So, you know, the thing about the crystal ball is yes, there's a lot of people from Austin there, but it also does draw people from other markets. So I'd love to hear um, from any of you, feel free to, you know, jump in, how the organization engages with people from other cities, you know, to make it worth their while to, you know, get in a car, drive or fly, you know, a couple of hours or several hours to get to Austin, you know, and take part in this event. I think our grandparents are the key to that. A lot of the first grade princesses, you know, and I've got a, a child in college and I'm already thinking about, gosh, where's he going to live? And so we don't love for our families to be, you know, in the town we grew up in, but a lot of them move away. And I think that's a big draw is the, that their grandparents bring them back. And and then it it, it continues to grow from there. That's fantastic. Oh, Jennifer, you, you wanted to chime in. Well, I was just going to say, I think... Um... You know, we don't have some of, I know um, um, the symphony ball brings in like visiting debutante princesses. Mm -hmm. We don't do that because we have such a draw here. We don't have the space on the stage after we, um, we have 35 debutantes this year, which. Um, 35? Yes. 35. Oh my God. All right. So how long will it take to escort everybody? <laughs> I mean, you, you, might as get your, you might as well get your seat today and just sit and get comfortable. Um, no, it's, you know, we, we've got an excellent group of women that manage that too. Um, there's, you know, these fabulous women speaking of longevity in a job, they've yes. been doing this job for forever and they are in charge of that stage and they will make it go beautifully and quickly and you will just be dazzled the whole time. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, we've got these, these 35 young women, many are, in, at UT, some are coming from out of state. Um, we've draw them back home. Um, so it's like, like Beth said, it's like a family reunion. Like I'm so excited. I happen to have a debutante this year. Carrie Ann has an escort this year. A little unusual as a gala chair to have a participant, especially at that level. But um, 
we decided we'd brave it. (laughs) (laughs) And and so we're both excited to have our kids home for that weekend. And it brings our families together as a whole. And I think Beth hit hit the nail on the head. It's just about family. And um, really, that, that really is the big overlying theme of all of this is that these children don't have the families that we all have. And we're so blessed to be able to celebrate our kids, but in doing that, we're raising funds for kids who really just just need a, a happy home. Absolutely, so, I was going to say a helping hand. So oh, exactly. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that. The door was open. I had to walk through people. <laughs> All right. So before we talk about this year's gala, I want to I want to bring up something because the three of you have just a really incredibly comfortable camaraderie with one another. And I'd love for each of you to share, you know, how important it is for not just co-chairs to get along, but also co-chairs and the board to get along. And I love, you know, what is a key or what is a secret, you know, to that when, you know, if you're a board president looking to, you know, looking to find chairs, and if you're a gala chair, what do you look for from, you know, from a board? And um, with that, um, let's start with, let's start with Carrie Ann. Well, the first thing I'd say is just clear your calendar. (laughs) That helps a lot. (laughs) We literally, Jennifer and I started, well, so she and I worked on auction for the ball before. So we've worked together. Um, I think the biggest thing is knowing each other's strengths and weaknesses and what and how to put them together. And so she's got strengths that I don't have and I've got strengths that she doesn't have. And that has worked really well for us. And we got a chance to work together before, you know, and that doesn't always happen with the chairs. Um, but it takes a full year. And so we knew that we already knew that being involved in auction. And um, we started the day after last year's gala. And that's but- the that that's the way to do it. And before I before I go to Jennifer, I will say, and Beth, you can probably echo this. If you know of a, if you have a good silent auction or any auction chair, hold on to them because that is the most difficult of all the jobs. I would even say sometimes it's probably more difficult than being the event chair. That job is so, is so encompassing and so large, but I love that you both cut your chops with that. I think that's really, you know, that's really spectacular and fantastic to hear. Yeah. Yeah, That you're spot on on that. (laughs) That's a hard job. job. (laughs) Not an easy one for sure. So Jennifer, you know, you know, what, what's your, you know, what, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to chair just in terms of, you know, do I pair with this co-chair and chair with this board? Well, I think, um, I think, well, two things, I think finding a good co-chair is key. And I think making sure, like Carrie Ann said, you know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, if you've had the opportunity to work with someone before, that's great. That's not very, that's not common. We were really lucky to have that. Um, but I think if you can kind of come at it with um, with an open mind and an open heart, and you're both have, you both have the same goal in mind, I think, um, you know, anything's possible. We are really lucky because we have a, um, a, a person on staff here at Helping Hand Home, McKenna Blissett, who manages all of the, the the event. She's the event manager, and she is the one that keeps us kind of in line. We could not do this without her. <laughs> <Could> not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No way. And she gets she she sends us reminders like, "Don't forget, this is what's coming up next." Um, she keeps us organized. She keeps our spreadsheets. Like you wouldn't. It's amazing what goes on behind the scenes. Um, that helps us to to take on take on a job like this. Um. But I do think just, you know, I think one thing that's really important is that you like the person you're working with. 
Um, I was really lucky to have that. Um, as it relates to the board, Beth jumped in before we even started our role as gala chairs and just was like, I'm here for you next year. I have done this job. I know what you guys are going to be doing. You come to me anytime. And, and, and it's wrong true. I mean, since she said that in early February, we can call on her for anything. And I think just having that, that faith and that trust is really important going both ways. Definitely. And Beth, <laughs> I'd love to hear because you have been a chair and now you're a board president, you know, from a board perspective, what, 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 what does the board look for in terms of finding a quality and good event chair? So I will say, Rob, we, this organization is blessed um, with so many incredible ladies with different talent. And I think that is unique. Um, and everybody kind of comes in a little bit seasoned, like you could hear Jennifer and I had both been in junior league and, you know, so you, you come in ready to roll your sleeves up. And I also think that everyone is so mission centric. Uh, everybody knows why we're here. Everybody knows why they're working really hard. So in order to, to find those gala chairs, um, we are actually lucky in that there are a lot of very capable women. As both of them have said, clear your calendar <laughs> and get ready to roll your <laughs> sleeves up. So you do need people that um, it's the right time in their life and um, they're they're ready to take on because this is a full time job for sure. <laughs> It yes. is. I mean, raising $2 million is a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money and that's a big yeah. undertaking. And I admire anyone who will do that and coordinate 2000 people. And speaking of 2000 to 2500 people, you know, tell us a little bit about what guests can expect to experience at this year's crystal ball. Okay, so this is kind of the fun part. So the, the chairs each year, we pick a color for the theme and that's what our ninth grade girls wear. And we pick, you know, the design of the crest and all of all of the branding. And so I think they're going to have a really beautiful, fun. We have an amazing decorations committee, beautiful, fun event. Um, our color this year is lilac. And I, it, it's just going to be very lighthearted and and um, traditional and formal. But it'll be a little different than the years before. And it's always fun to do that. Well, and I think it's important, you know, for any event chair to, you know, put their own spin on an event. One is it, it prevents it from being deja vu. And I love, that's the one thing I've always appreciated about Helping Hand is it's a different color palette every year. And because of that, it allows it to be fresh in people's minds. And I think it's those little things that I found that have people keep coming back year after year that you can grow to be, you know, the largest fundraiser in one of the 10 largest cities in the United States. I mean, there, there, there's really something to be said about the innovation that you all you all do with that. Um, well, and Rob, I'll say these girls are so much fun to work with. And I know their committee is having a ball. And so just the enjoyment of, of it all, too, is um, such, you know, hats off to both of these ladies, um, because it is going to be a very successful and a very beautiful and a very fun night for them, for all of us. That's awesome. I, and I'm, you know, I'm super excited for it. But before we go, I've got one more question. And because each of you are chairs, you know, I found out in the last half hour, each of you can, you know, can give a brief answer on that. What is a piece of advice you would give to someone looking to chair their first gala? And we'll start with Beth. <laughs> there are so many words that come into mind. 
I think the important thing is, just as I was saying, what these ladies are doing is you need to keep the fun. It's, of course, mission focused, but you need to keep a good, um, hearty, light, hearty attitude about it. Yes. And make people want to be there. Fun and fundraising. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. All right, Jennifer, what Jennifer, what about you? Well, I think the most important thing is the people you surround yourself with. I think um, Carrie and I have been really, really lucky to have an ex exceptional committee. Um, it's a large committee. It's the largest committee I've ever um, managed. And I would say we um, have incredible women supporting us and surrounding us. And it makes it easy. Absolutely. And Carrie Ann, one with you. Well, Jennifer took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh, aside from that, I think you got to be organized, have everything on your calendar ahead of time. The, the more you can plan ahead, the better you are when things last minute come up that you just didn't expect. Perfect answer. I'm going to call that a full mic drop moment. And I can't thank <laughs> the three of you enough for being on today. You know, this was really informative and a lot of fun. So Carrie Ann, Jennifer, Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so Rob. much, Rob. Absolutely. And the 81st annual Crystal Charity Ball Benefiting Helping Hand Home will be on March 2nd, 2024 at the Palmer Events Center in Austin, Texas. For more information, please visit helpinghandhome.org. And that will do it for this episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care. <laughs>